Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, September 29th. Our the last day of stress, stress free football for a week is now over. Yep. Now you get to um, tell yourself that we're not going to win until you eventually convince yourself we are going to win. On or we Friday. have a chance. Or we have that. Yeah. that that's probably the better way to put that. That yeah. we have a chance. Um, so enjoy this last day off from that because come tomorrow you're you're in it. It's gonna you're in a this vicious cycle. So just get ready for it. Are we don't tell don't tell me you aren't warned. I just warned you. It will be three and zero at the tailgate. We'll be three and zero. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, that's you know we're just gonna we're gonna control what we can control. Yeah. Take care of our business and. Uh, the rest of the pieces they'll fall into place, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we know where they'll fall. Yeah. If that makes sense. So that's all good. That's all good. Um, before we jump into this episode, I've got to tell you guys about my bookie. If you found a hundred dollars on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you take the money. So why do you keep p- picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it: where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Only if you use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out, guys. Great, great people. Great friends of the pod. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Um, I, I, I didn't bet on any NFL games today. I should have, but I didn't. So I asked my wife today. Smarter she, I was like, hey, do you think I should start like betting on football? She's like, with your luck with sports, absolutely not. That's fair. That's fair. You you could always just bet against the balls and be happy. Yeah, so that, that's what I told her. I was like, if I were if I was gonna bet, I would never bet on the team I actually wanted to win. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah, I try not to bet on Tennessee. Um, I've done it a few times and it's never worked out in favor. And like I mean, I've even bet like against Tennessee, and then we win, or like or we you know either we you know uh, if I bet against Tennessee, we then we cover the spread and. It just never works out in my favor, regardless of what side of the Tennessee I'm on. Yeah. But, I, you know, if we win, I'm happy. So, that, that's good. But other than that, it's, it never works out on my side. Ever. Right. Um, that's just the way it goes. I did bet on Alabama, and, and that hits. That was cool. I did bet this weekend, just not today. So. Alabama will always cover the spread. Yeah. The, yeah. It was for, – for a minute there in the first quarter, I thought, well, so Alabama scores a touchdown very quickly, mm-hmm. right? Then uh, Ole Miss fires back, and I was like, what is going to happen here? Because you said it last night, Ole Miss always plays Alabama close. Yeah. I guess we'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. Let's talk about Tennessee football. The little Tennessee football that we've uh, we've we've encountered this week, there's obviously not much. It's just practice. Um, we, we, we discussed a little bit about, uh, you know, we talked about the quarterback situation and, and what that looks like because uh, it looked like a lot of quarterbacks were getting reps, not just JG was getting the first-team reps. Several were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you even had whatever the heck fun reps are. Juwan Jennings taking fun reps. Fun reps. I'm all about having fun. I'm all, I'm all about having fun. Now, I have fun winning, so I'm, I'm, I'm really all about winning. Yeah, are those but, like winning reps? Yeah. Because that's the only way I'm really having fun playing sports is if I'm winning. 
Right. So that's what I feel like that's how Pruitt is too. So if he's getting fun reps, he's getting winning reps. So that means we're gonna win. I like it. That's if, if Juwan logic, Jennings is quarterback. That's that's what I'm getting from it. The logic checks out. Yeah. The logic checks out for sure. Um I mean, uh, it's been a good quiet week. That's always good when your when your bye weeks are quiet. You don't want them to be too eventful. Um, I am curious to see how the quarterback situation plays out. Let me ask you this: Did you see the video of people said it was before the game? I think it was at halftime. I think it was too. Because yeah. if you look, it looks like there's people out in blue warming up on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was at halftime. It looked like it was at halftime. I was looking for like grass stains and stuff on players, and I couldn't tell. But, like, just the mood. Jeremy Pruitt's getting interviewed as he comes out. He doesn't lead the team out. It looks like halftime. Yeah. But still, what what are your thoughts on that? It's You even saw JG to credit to him because we talked about his, you know, sometimes his body language isn't the best, but he at least did fist bump Brian Maurer. So what are your thoughts on, like? like I mean, that? looking at it at just about JG, I don't think it really changes of, any, no, 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 no. of anything. But as far as Brian Maurer, yeah. that makes me excited to see kind of where he's at. Yeah, like the fact that he was, I assume, just told he was starting, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go leave the team out the tunnel." Like that's yeah, like, let's get it. Yeah, that's like get on my back. Well, let's go. So yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, did. I knew and that. I think it was at halftime. I agree. Um, that could be wrong. I could be. It's just it didn't look like a pregame entrance. Mm-hmm. So, no, at all. Yeah, I definitely think it was at halftime. But yeah, it made me excited that you know he he wasn't scared to death that he was just standing in the back. Right. There. Yeah. And and I I agree with what you said too. I mean, that's there's no knock on JG like. He shouldn't be expected to lead the team out there because oh yeah, I mean the quarterback. I, I feel like the only person in this world that is gonna be okay with benching, maybe not okay, but just like would be at the front of the line cheering on your team, and that's Jalen Hurts, and that's just because he's just made differently. He is. He's a very different dude, and I mean, yeah, that I hate that I kind of root for him because he's yeah. a, he's a bammer. You're right. Yeah, I kind of, but you know, back back of the head, I'm, I'm sitting here rooting rooting for him, hoping. Hoping he, he gets a nice draft stock um, coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, any, what what team news do you do you have? Because I mean, there's thankfully again we weren't robbing pilots this week. It's right. A, yeah. It's a good week. Right. I feel like we we didn't lose the bye week. We did not lose the bye week this week. I remember um, Butch Jones last year. No, no, no. 2016. We lost the bye week. We had like three guys get injured in the bye week. Yeah. I, I the media didn't really meet. Um. Or, or they got to visit practice on Wednesday, but I think that was the last day that they actually got to until this week. Um, but Drawd Means was back at practice. Yep. That's a good sign. Um, Will Ignott made it official that he is um, done. He's no longer with the team. Or, or Jeremy Pruitt made it official that Will right. Ignott was no longer with the team. We knew about everybody except Means and who else on Wednesday. There's someone else we weren't sure about yet. Mincy was one. I don't know okay. for sure if he's practicing. Still don't know about Mincy. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I haven't got a confirmation that he was yeah. at practice. So but, that that's the only thing that's changed though since Wednesday. Is that we, yeah. Since we last talked about it, was Means is now officially practicing. Yeah, so I, I, haven't, a, I haven't heard that. If he's leaving the program, he's not left it, yet. It's not. Yeah, it's not made official. Yeah. No. So, um, but other than that, yeah, that that was I guess kind of a shock at the beginning of the week was. What we first thought, five guys leaving. Yep. Um, right now, it's down to four, right? Yeah. No, sorry, down to three, three. could be four. Yeah. Okay. So, that's, I mean, that's the most stuff, but... Um, yeah, we, and we, there's probably going to be more. Probably, yeah. Especially guys that weren't recruited here by Pruitt, which is what we talked about. Yeah. And I've kind of went back and forth with this. You know, I, I hate that there is a divide between that because I feel like 
You know, th- there's a lot of guys that Butch recruited here that are making plays this year, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've had to rely on, like, Theo Jackson is the highest-rated defensive player that we've highest, ra- like, graded out defensive player this year. Interesting. And he wasn't even going to start. Right. But he came in, and he's made the most of his opportunity. Um, Darrell Taylor was a Butch Jones guy. Yeah. Callaway Jennings, they were all Butch Jones they- guys. You know, those guys are Trey Smith, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler. I mean, there's several guys that are definitely, even though they're Butch Jones guys, you, you don't want to lose them. They're playmakers. I mean, yeah. So I, I don't want a huge divide, um, but you do see a difference in kind of like who's yeah. who's bought in and who's not. Right. And there, there's some Butch Jones guys that are bought in, but I still feel like there's some that aren't, and I feel like he's weeding them out slowly and, but surely. And that's what I mean. It's it's a it's not a terrible thing that you're losing Butch Jones guys. Um, if it was. If we lost five guys that Pruitt recruited, you start raising some big questions. Yeah, absolutely. But not so much. I mean, there's definitely still questions there. Not so many questions, though, since it's Butch Jones, guys. So That's why I feel like it, it was so weird when Florida lost all those recruits and stuff. And there was a lot of different factors that went into all right. those. But still, like, he was losing guys that he just recruited a couple months ago to come there. Very strange. There was a lot going on down there, too, though, I think that – Mullen didn't have control over it. Yeah. And not so much like that. And I mean that like it wasn't even really his fault that some of that stuff was mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm not, still not convinced Florida's a great team. I, no. You mentioned the We Auburn. made them look a lot better than yeah. they actually. We'll talk about it on Wednesday too when we preview college football. But you talked about the Auburn game. That will be that will be interesting. Yeah. So, definitely be curious to see. I'm not, I don't know if I'm convinced about Auburn yet either though. I'm not, I don't know if I'm convinced about them. No. They look, they look good at times. I know the score. I think good. they, they are a good football team. I don't think they are a playoff contender. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's definitely true. So I had this question posed. I know this is like, I'm sorry, we just go off on tangents here. I had this question posed. I think it was Adam maybe that asked me this. What happens if LSU, Alabama, so he asked me this and Georgia too. are one loss teams? I mean, and I, there's no outright conference. There's no outright. Undefeated conference champions. What happens? I think I feel like, first of all, I feel like if it's who all, I don't know, whoever wins a conference is definitely in. Right. No, that's for sure. That so if it it's if it's be, Georgia and LSU that are the other two, they have lost Alabama. It's the way you lost, and probably when it came in the season, which both will be at the end. LSU plays week nine, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, they'll probably be if they're. If that's our only loss, they'll probably be right under there. And then if whoever wins a conference championship, then that team has to drop, you would think, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm glad I, I, I wouldn't be in that you, position. But here's, a, here's the bottom line. You can't put three SEC teams in. No. But, man, I hope that happens just to see the – Oh, yeah. See the chaos. I mean, I, I think they're the – they have an argument to be yeah. three of the best teams. In the, oh, three absolutely. Of the four. Absolutely. So it, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens. Yeah, and then if we're wrong about Auburn, they might be in that conversation. Right. They obviously they couldn't. Not all of those three West teams could be one loss teams, but well, I guess they could beat each other, and then beat Georgia in the conference championship. Mm-hmm. Well, Georgia plays Auburn, so that wouldn't be possible. So somebody's two loss in there, but um, it would be interesting though to see three West teams one loss, maybe a. You know, a one-loss Georgia team, 
wins the SEC championship or something, and now you're talking. But then you think like, so if if those two both both lost to Alabama, you probably put one of them in. But then like, do you put them over a one loss Pac-12 champion? Here's what's wild too: is like, does Georgia would Georgia have more of a you know a better resume to get in if they made the championship game and lost to Bama there? Yeah, I mean, and that's something you look at. And you got to argue that. You know, why does Georgia playing in a weaker conference or a weaker um, division give them the nod over LSU who lost to the same common opponent? It's been be interesting. It'll okay. be interesting. Well, let me ask you this. What if LSU somehow knocks off Alabama yeah. and LSU goes to the championship, loses to Georgia? So Georgia's in. Georgia's in. Yeah, so like- it's LSU and. Alabama, which one do you I, take LSU because they won head to head? Ah, yeah, I, I, I would. In so that scenario, Alabama is out. If that if, they, if that scenario plays out, Alabama's out. Yeah. Oh, that's if sucks. that's a scenario that sucks. Yeah. Because what what if they lose like on a last second? Kick six. They yeah, kick to, six. Yeah. yeah, they didn't go to the national championship because of that. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, because that was the year Auburn went with Trey Mason and Nick Marshall. Yeah, Auburn. Okay. Because they're just destined to win. They yeah. won another game off of the tip Georgia, pass. The Georgia game. Yeah. 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 No, that was one. Well, that was what was funny about the 2016 season. I was like, this feels like a championship season. And they're like, we're not good enough. And I was like, I don't disagree with you. Was that but, Florida State's year that they won it? Maybe. I, I can't remember. The kick six was 2013, 14. So I think that was Florida State. It's 2014. State. It's 2014. It's kick six. Mm. Maybe. You can, you can look that up. Yeah. Uh, I just remember Chad telling us he was on the field for that because he was in the recruit section. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, where was I going with the – yeah, but the 2016 team, you know, after the Georgia game, I was like, this just feels like a championship year. Like, everything is going right. Because yeah. you had the App State fumble that we recovered for a touchdown. Is that what happened in the end zone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it just, like, felt right, you know. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like we were necessarily good enough, but it felt right. Yeah. But we all know how that ended. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty much the complete opposite of a national championship. Yeah, as close as you can be to a national championship and then get it flipped around on you. That's what happened in '16. It sucks. Yeah. So um, it was going too perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You roll into Texas A&M and yeah. No, it was. It was too perfect. Uh, sorry, I just got off on a tangent there. Any other team news before we jump and talk about recruiting news? Anything else you wanna? Not really. So somebody asked me this at work, and they're like. So, do you think this team turns a corner? And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting question. Do I think they get a lot better? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. But I feel like there is one game where at least we get we get hope. I feel like there's at least one game there's, like the Auburn game. There's an Auburn or Kentucky in there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, what, do, what does make me say no, like flat out no, like it's just going to be a sucky season, is that there's not a good game on the schedule to turn the corner. You go from a bye week to Georgia and mm-hmm. a bye week to Alabama, right? Yeah, bye week to Alabama. No, not bye week to Alabama. No. Sorry, bye week to South Carolina. To South Carolina. So maybe that is it. I was thinking it was a tougher opponent, but you don't. Maybe it's maybe it's the week after South Carolina. Maybe I can't remember. If y'all know it off the top of your head, but um, that just there's just nowhere on the schedule that I think is a great place to turn it around. No, I mean one thing that I, makes it tough. I, yeah, I thought of like I thought of South Carolina off the top of my head just because you have that curse to Muschamp. 
you prove that you beat that, hopefully that gives you some confidence that you've turned the corner somehow. Yeah. I mean, if if Brian Maurer, JT Shroud, or even JG, if any of them come out and just play decent, just don't turn the ball over, take some shots downfield, I, I feel like you win a game you're not supposed to. Yeah. I mean, I think there's chances to win it. Chance, like, I like the, what you said, chances to like kind of see hope. I'm just not convinced we turn it completely around. Oh no, I'm not so, either. No. Like you're not you're not gonna finish the season probably bowl eligible. <laughs> yeah, I mean your your offense is gonna have to do a complete turnaround. If we play UCF and was it the Birmingham Bowl? Is that what it was? Yeah, something. If we play UCF and the Birmingham Bowl, is that the national championship? Basically. Basically. Okay. So we have a chance to win the national championship. I mean, I'll go. <laughs> have you been to Birmingham? I've been to Mobile, which is worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So imagine like going from like Pigeon Forge to Gatlinburg. That's like going from Mobile to Birmingham. Pigeon Forge to Gatlinburg. You think Pigeon Forge is worse than Gatlinburg? I do. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that that's your that's your comparison right there. Um. Yeah. Just yeah. That's. I'd rather be different like Pigeon Forge than Sevierville though. Look like the same, but yeah. <laughs> A lot of people. Piggy on four gay. I'll never forget. I was, at, I was working at Dollywood, and this guy came up to me. He was like, hey, um, so how do I get to Piggy on Forgay? He was, said that? Yeah, I was like, number one. How did, how did you decide for that? I just, because of the context of the conversation, I realized what you were saying. Well, so it took me a second. I had to, I was like, spell it, use it in a sentence. <laughs> um, what's the language of origin, please? And he was like, he's like, how do I get there? I was like, number one. You're here. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. And number two, it's Pigeon Forge. How do you mess up pigeon? Yeah, it's like, that's a or normal forge. word. How do you mess up either? <laughs> Those words? are two like normal words that you tried to make it into something that's not. I'm going to start. I'm going to. Canoxamile. That's insane. Yeah. Or stupidity is a truly an epidemic. Absolutely. It is truly an epidemic. Uh, so it is after... Um, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, so it's after Mississippi State. We have another bye. We have another bye for Mississippi State? Yes, yeah, so before South Carolina. Okay. Yep. Okay. Got it. Got it. Interesting. What a way for those to fall. It's very weird. Yeah. So maybe Mississippi State could be, the turn, could be a turning... A, or sorry, after – or, yeah, maybe Mississippi State could – if that's a turning point, that's huge. Maybe get an upset win, a good win. Maybe go into South Carolina, have a chance at a win. We talked about that. I think both of those are winnable games. Maybe not for this team, but they're certainly winnable for most teams. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Georgia-Alabama, I don't – there's not anybody after those two teams that have impressed me enough where I don't think we could compete. Yeah, oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, maybe – even Missouri hasn't looked great. No, that no, they they just have they have a huge factor that that helps them. The SEC is very top heavy yes. this year. Yes. What about Arkansas though? Looking, they look good when that quarterback came in. They did. They should have. Is that everybody's thing when a quarterback comes in? We just play differently because I, I want that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, what's crazy is if that freaking tight end is looking for the ball, they have a chance. They have a chance to win it, like yeah. a real chance to win it from the three yard line or whatever. And Clemson almost got beat. Yeah, Clemson. Yeah. That's not SEC, though. Yeah, sorry. We're only talking SEC here, Landon. This is SEC country. 
So, yeah, that's all. I mean, am I excited? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just ready to be. I'm ready to tailgate. I'm ready to be hurt again. Yeah. But at least we're going to this, like, I'm going to tell myself right now, I'm not going to say we have a chance going into No, no, we don't. I'm going to keep on saying that throughout the week, and hopefully I don't change my mind. Saturday, I I will be all vault. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Just be ready for it. Yeah. All vault. Because you get like, what if we win? Yeah. What if we What if we win, man? What if we do... Like, We're going to Cool Beans. Dude, we could win, you know? <laughs> no. It never happens, though. No. Recruiting news. Recruiting news. So, I think with Tennessee struggles, you're going to see them kind of offer some guys that, and you've already seen it, offer, offer some guys they, you know, weren't too high on um, just because you're holding spots for those five stars you're going after. Yeah. But right now it's – We saw a five-star Savelle Smalls. He is staying at Washington. Um, he announced that, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before that, but you know, that was one guy that you were hoping you maybe had a shot in, in the end, but it looks like he's staying home for now. Um, you know, those, those guys, they want to, they want to be a contender. Yeah. Yeah. And if if they don't have any ties to you, except that you're, you know, they like your recruiting pitch, you know, they, they have to see something on the field as well. If you don't win, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to work. So, um, you're seeing them go after some some different guys, um, especially in the Memphis area. The Memphis area is huge. I think there's seven of the top twenty guys in the state that are from from Memphis. That's insane. Yep. I didn't seven realize guys. Memphis football as a whole. I knew there were some good teams out of there. Yeah. I didn't realize as a whole it was that you know talent heavy. Yeah. Wow. Especially the especially the the 2020 class. Um, so you saw uh, Jeremy Pruitt and the staff kind of. Go out throughout, go throughout the state this week um, with the bye week and kind of do some recruiting. They're Friday night, Jeremy Pruitt and David Johnson, which I think he is the lead guy for Memphis. I mean, he's done a great job with, you know, that area yeah. so far that yeah. <clears throat> since he's been here. And um, so you saw him at Whitehaven. They have now offered the entire Whitehaven <laughs> linebacker trio. They have. They're just. Is Whitehaven going to be the new uh, Tennessee high school? <laughs> taking over from Marietta? It could be. I mean, Bryson Eason um, has been on their list for a long time. Um, you know, you thought Arkansas was a favorite because his buddy Martavius French is currently committed there. They offered Martavius French. And then that night, they offered Tamarian McDonald, which is an outside linebacker. He's currently committed to Mississippi State. So they offered him, you know. And that's – I feel like that's huge. Like, as a high school player, yeah, getting to go to the same – getting the opportunity to go to the same school as your friends, that's – that would be awesome. Right. Hopefully they're offering the friends, not people who hate each other, and they're like, ah, I'm not going there. Right. <laughs> but I think Martavius French and, and Bryson Eason, you know, that would be huge uh, for them too because they're also big friends with Amari Thomas okay. at Briarcrest. So that would be ideal. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of see – I don't. I don't really have, you know, Martavius French, Mary McDonald. Those two guys are, are definitely on Tennessee's list now. Right. Um, but I mean, if you want to put a good class together, you got to start with in state. Yeah. I mean, oh. you you have some committed already. You could maybe get some more with Tyler Barron, Jay Hardy, um, those kids from Whitehaven, Amari Thomas. So that I mean, that's a solid class. All those are four stars. Yeah. So if, if be, you put, be big to get at least. One of them. Yeah. I mean, if you get, say you get, how many did I mention? Six. Say you get four. 
Yeah. That's four four stars that you didn't have. I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> I will not Absolutely. be complaining if you do that. If you're yeah. able to able to bring them on. So we will see. Absolutely. But I, I think this staff is great at recruiting. You know, that's that's obvious. It, it's been nice that you haven't had a an explosion after the way this season started. Yeah. Um, it does encourage me. And you do have guys in this class, though, that are really trying to hold it together. Um, first with Harrison Bailey, that have been committed from almost day one mm-hmm. and have also been kind of committed in, in getting guys here with them. Cause yeah. It's very obvious they understand what it's going to take to be successful It's in terms of talent. Yep. So, And I think Keyshawn Lawrence is in that same boat. Cooper Mays is another one. Cooper Mays is the guy I was going to go with, too, that's very obviously working to build a class as well around him. Yep. Not just worried about him. He's also worried about his team and taking mm-hmm. care of them. So Yeah. Ooh. Crispy Dr. Pepper. That's right at there. 23 flavors, isn't it? <laughs> about, to, about to be 24 with my backwash in there. Ooh. That's nasty. That is nasty. But Memphis, it's also baby. true. Memphis. Did they ended up beating Navy on Thursday. I didn't watch the end of that game. Was they did. Yeah, they did win. Yeah. Good for them. Good for the best crazy. team in the state. <laughs> yeah. That's because um but what did Vandy end up doing to NIU? I'm probably I know we lost, whole, it was like twenty four eighteen. We have a whole like college ball recap and I realize that, but I'm just yeah, <laughs> when these just, things pop in my head, I'm just, just going, going with, with it. it. Just going with it. Um we are gonna preview the baseballs. The baseballs. Tony Vitello. <laughs> Year three. Got things going. This is a big this is a big year, I feel like, because do you think they make a jump? I know what what I'm most excited for is to see um you know what our hitting looks like because Tony Vitello has talked about it. And I feel like that was something we weren't lack to say we lacked it last year isn't fair, but I didn't feel like we had big time hitters. Mm-hmm. We had we had very few, but I feel like the hitters we have I feel like we only lost one power hitter, and that was Andre Lipsius, which was your number one right. home run hitter. But you also have Solari, you have um, Pete Durke, Zach Daniels, um, Luke Lipsius, he's back from injury, uh, the twin brother of Andre. Um, who else do you have? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I already said Durke. Uh, Trey Lipscomb, he hit a home run yesterday, he's a sophomore. So you have guys on this team that can hit home runs, right? Um, but yeah, the, there wasn't so there wasn't very many of them last year. You had to rely on, you know, singles, doubles. Yeah. You had you had to rely on small ball, and then right. when you got a home run, it was a big thing. Absolutely, but, and it's not so much the the guys that could hit the home run. It's like when we got into some jams and got into some, you know, we're really trying to fight out of holes. I didn't feel like we had anybody who could step to the plate and just confidently get get runners in and. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like we had that, and I think uh, it showed in some tight games. I think it, it struggled at the bottom of your lineup. The oh, top absolutely. of your lineup was, was definitely um, where it was at with those – with uh, Lipsius and, and Solari right there at the number three and four hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after that, it was it was definitely a struggle to get runs in, um, which they improved over yeah, oh, over the course of the season, um, especially in big games. You had Ricky Martinez hit a home run, and – uh, against Florida, that was huge. Um, Connor Pavloni hit a grand slam, and and I think the regional, I think against UNC Wilmington, he, he had a big home run to help us um, stay in that and, and 
and move on. And we right. ended up losing to Chapel Hill, but yeah, it was it was still a big. Well, yeah, that's, you had some big time moments, and I think those guys are going to improve this year. Right. Um, I think yesterday with that, they had an exhibition against Clemson, played two eight game, eight inning games, and uh, won that. I think you won the first one seven to two, and then won the second one three to nothing. And you had guys hit the ball, right? You had two home runs. Zach Daniels is, I feel like he could be a great DH for us. He can also play some outfield. Um, but they started four sophomores. Uh, one freshman. So I mean, there, there's some young guys, but the, I feel like the, the young, young guys are some are definitely talented. That guys. that was what I was about to say is yeah. that the good news is your young guys are talented. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, but I, I am curious to see this jump too. You had a 40 win season. Yep. Um, I, the first time in I don't remember how long, 13 years though since you reached the regional. Yeah, 2005 since you reached the regional and you got there last year. So. That's We're, huge. It had been their first and, postseason, I think, since 2005. No, yeah. that's not right. Yeah, not first postseason because I think – Yeah, because they made the SEC tournament right. a couple years ago. Um, it had been like five years or something. Right. And you were and you were one game away from getting out of the regional too. Yeah. You, you took UNC all the way to the, the end mm-hmm. and, and, and fought. And that, that's that's huge. Finished third in the SEC East. Um, the SEC East didn't – trying to put together all the teams. I guess it isn't over, you know – Crazy stacked, but when you look at the SEC, it is crazy stacked. I mean, there's some, yeah. I guess the East, you got Florida, Vanderbilt, Florida and Vandy, or South Carolina's always got a chance. Yeah, they, of being they were good. down a little bit last year. I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how they. But and, on and the what on Kentucky's the, supposed to be good, and they're not. Kentucky had, I think, the number one overall pitching prospect. Okay, but Tennessee swept them. Yeah, they didn't want Get no the smoke up. from us. <laughs> yeah, no smoke. Um, but Tennessee's got some newcomers. Uh, they have a JUCO transfer pitcher, uh, Jackson Rackers. Um, he's 6'7", 245 pounds. 6'7", 245 pounds. Pitcher. Good God. <laughs> I bet he can freaking sling it. Yeah. That's a lot of weight behind a ball coming at you. I'm, I'm excited to see that. And, and just being that tall on the mound, you're already higher than everybody else. Yeah. Just being on the mound that tall, and you're just like, good Lord. Where am I supposed to hit it? He can catch it. Yeah, he's going to be like 7-3. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also have Jordan Beck. Um, he was drafted by the Red Sox in the 14th round, opted to stay, and um, I think he's going to play outfield, um, different positions in there. He actually started yesterday. I think he started at center field um, okay. yesterday. So, I mean, that that doesn't mean much. It's just fall ball, but still, you right. from what I looked at, it, it looked like our true starters, if I had to guess who they were. Um, right. Other than him, I mean, I didn't really know much about him, but he was in that group with everybody else. So him starting, and they're going to need some help at outfield. You know, we're going to get Justin Ammons on here in a second. Um, they lost him. They lost Jay Charleston. So that was two big time playmakers. Um, right. They lost to the MLB. Did you get to watch the game, or was were you just keeping up with it on the on your phone? Like, where, I was I was Twitter. just keeping up with it. Okay, I didn't know if they like live streamed it or something. That's why. I no, I, th- I think they had it on the radio, but gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious. Um, and then another newcomer, Drew Gilbert, as a freshman pitcher, he was drafted by the Twins in the 35th round. He's a guy that we flipped from Oregon State, and everybody knows Oregon State is yeah um, a big time. I mean that they would be like considered Alabama or Clemson of college baseball. Right. 
And so for us to steal him away, I think it's Tennessee's highest rated prospect they've ever yeah. gotten. We talked about our football staff recruiting their butts off. Tony Vitello is also a dude who recruits his butt off. Absolutely. So. I'm super excited. I mean, I'll go on record and say I think Tony Vitello is the best coach on Tennessee's campus. Okay. I like it. I hope you're right. He's young. It's his first time. Yeah. I hope you're right. That's a that's a hot take, but I like I like the And it's no disrespect to Rick Barnes, but no. from where the program was to where it is now, I feel like uh, the and when you say where it was, that's two years ago. That's not five oh, yeah. years ago. Right. That's two years ago where it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah, the the not only that the turnaround period is impressive, it is. Yep. But also how quickly the turnaround happened is impressive. Yep. And we seem to be trending up, too. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have some stars on this team. You have um, Al Solari, who is All-SEC, All-American. Um, you had pitcher Garrett Crochet, who could be a first-round draft pick next year. Right. I mean, that's where he's projected as right now. So we'll kind of see if he's – apparently yesterday he looked every bit of that first-round hype. I, I mean – It'll be a fun spring if, if this team is able to, to do yeah. what we think they're capable of. It'll be a fun spring. Super excited. We'll see where Tony Vitello is at. And a, and a fun June, too. It'll carry into that far if they can Yeah, if they can live up. It was to fun. It, it, was, it was a lot more fun covering them last season than it ever has been. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, anything else for ball baseball? I know we're going to keep talking ball, base, ball baseball, but yeah. anything else you want to talk about before we no, get man, Justin I'm, Ammons? I'm just excited. I'm ex- I'm excited for this. I'm ready to get to something where we are actually good at. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So, basketball, basketball, baseball, they can't come soon enough for me. Yeah. Hopefully basketball, too. We can just kind of kind of hold We on. got plops. I feel like the wave, it's like at the wave pool. And, like, I guess if you're not a short person, you don't understand this, but you're hanging out with your friends in the in the too deep event, and then the waves came on. Yeah. You just gotta you gotta hang on for a few minutes. Next year, I feel like you know, this year the the vol basketball team may may be a short guy in a wave pool. <laughs> just gotta hold on until the end of this waves, or just hold on to Plavsic. or hold on to. Pl- He's seven foot tall, baby. Just I mean, and in Tennessee baseball has Jackson Rackers at six seven on the mound, so yeah. he's basically our Plavsich for the pretty much baseball team. Just hang on to him. Yep. Hang on to him. Um, so we are going to get Justin Ammons on. Uh, out of Memphis, Tennessee, played here for the Vols. Um, now with the Blue Jays organization. Yeah. So we're going to get him on real quick. Hang with us. It'll just be, let's say a minute. Let's say a minute and 23. I'll say that. We'll get you guys on the other end of this. We're back live, and we have a special guest on today. Former Vol, Justin Ammons. Yeah, how's it going? Good, man. Good. So, um, we'll get right into it. So, you're with the the Blue Jays organization. So, kind of tell us about that process and how that went for you. Uh, yeah, so pretty much I was playing in the, uh, the California Collegiate League and then got an offer with the Blue Jays and flew me out to Tampa to sign. Got some work done in the GCL, the the um, the Florida Gulf Coast League, and um, pretty much from there went on to Bluefield Blue Jays, which is in Bluefield, West Virginia, and just had a, a pretty good season out there. And so that's pretty much where I am right now. Yeah. So you were called up on July 29th um, to the Bluefield Blue Jays. Um, yeah. You batted 382 in 25 games. 
Um, so kind of what's that competition like as far as like you coming from the SEC to going and playing um, in the advanced rookie league? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, one of the hardest questions I'm going to have to answer. It's like the, the competition from SEC to, to rookie advance. And the way I put it, I'd say all the pitchers have at least one pitch in, um, in Bluefield that they can throw for a strike. I've noticed in college, not really the SEC, but outside the SEC, a lot of teams, pitchers will, will struggle on spotting up fastballs and really have trouble with their off-speed. But uh, in professional ball, a lot of a lot of pitchers have one pitch they're really comfortable with. Okay, well, cool. Well, um, so heading to this season, um, I know you you'll probably have a more of a full season next year, um, with the Blue yeah. Jays. So, you know, what are kind of your goals heading into next season? Where where do you see yourself? Are you starting off with the blue with the Bluefield, and and where do you see yourself heading? Uh, well, right now, just getting ready for spring training. And if spring training goes the way that I hope it will go, um, I'm trying to find myself in Lansing, Michigan, which is a, a A-ball full season team, and just, just start the groundwork from there and just see how far I can make it throughout next season. Awesome. Well, um, so I, I noticed you had a 11 doubles um, in that 25-game span, 39 hits, um, and and stealing 12 bases is – you know, I know with you and Jay Charleston, that was kind of a big thing for you guys um, last season. Yeah. Was once you got on base, you're y'all are always looking to take that extra that extra base. Um, is that something you kind of um, carried on um, to Bluefield? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is because um, my freshman and sophomore year, I wasn't really a base stealer because I didn't really know how to steal bases. And then I started working with Josh Elander. Very good, great coach at Tennessee, and um, he really got me into the mindset of stealing bases on how to steal. Him and Ross Kivett, um, when to steal bases and what pitches to steal on, and what pitches to not steal on, and I just took most of, pretty much everything I learned from him, and just took it in the pro ball, which helped a lot. Awesome. Um, so you're at Tennessee um, before Tony Vitello took over. Um, what what kind of was that transition like? Um, well, it was different. I've never been in an actual program where the head coach just became a full new program with a different set of head coaches. But honestly, you know, it went pretty smooth. Vitello came in and he was pretty straight up day one, told us we need a lot of work and he's going to be the guy to help us. And pretty much he he did what he said he was going to do. Yeah. So I I remember in his, uh, press conference when he first took over he was like i'm married to the game so yeah stand still he is actually married to the game you can attest to that correct yeah 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 that's for sure (laughs) well uh you guys had a big year 40 wins you made the regionals um in chapel hill you know what what was your expectations maybe going into last season and you know and now that you look at where you guys finished uh well i Going into last season, I knew we, we, we were a lot better team than all the years I've been at Tennessee. But if you would have told me that we won 40 games and me in the regional championship against North Carolina, I wouldn't I wouldn't really believe it, honestly. But but when it, when it was all said and done and the work we put in before the season, through the season, and the way we competed every game, like it was really it was really fun just to be a part of it. 
Yeah, I'm. I can attest that it, it was a lot fun. It was a lot of fun covering um, you guys last season, especially um, you know getting that postseason. Um, you know, clinching that. Uh, I think it was Ole Miss. I think was a big um, yeah. turning point in in the season for you guys. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah definitely yeah. a lot of fun. Um, so this season, you you get you have to replace um, Stallings, Lingenfelter in the pen. Um, Andrew Schultz, uh, you, Jay Charleston in the outfield. Um, does Tennessee have the guys to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. If not, we have a lot more, okay. a lot more guys coming in. Um, I'm not, I've the times I have, well, in the offseason this past recently, I've been around the team, you know, just trying to get to know the guys, the new freshmen, the Juco's coming in. I'm still trying to learn the names a little bit, but. You know, just watching the scrimmages is is probably the best team I've seen at Tennessee since I've been here. Yeah, and um, you know, proved himself against Clemson yesterday. I already know how, how good Clemson is this year, but you know, they did what they were supposed to do. Had two games, won both of them, and look look really strong. So, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I know last season um, the home run ball was was not as um, maybe. It just wasn't there all the time like you maybe wanted it to, especially with other yeah. SEC teams. Um, we had to play a lot more small ball. You know, you had Jay Charleston you, and you as well stealing bases and trying to take that extra base to put guys in scoring position. Um, do you think that improves this year? What, what was the last question? What did you say? Uh, just, just about the power hitting. You know, do you think that oh. improves this year? Oh, yeah, 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 especially with the staff you have. That's the biggest thing with Vitello came in. It's to uh, get the guys who were on the small ball like idea with the other staff to get more towards the SEC type level of play, you know. And um, and I mean that's that's what we work on, you know. We we get in the cage offensively, and I wouldn't say we're trying to hit home runs, but trying to do the most we can get out of our swings and do damage in our counts and our pitches. And with the recruits we got coming in, they already have kind of a feel of doing that from high school or JUCO or wherever they came from. And the uh, the younger guys before, well, after me, um, you know, they're they're uh, Vitello's recruits, so that's that's pretty much the, the way we're going right now. So it'll it'll look good. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a fun um, to see all in the postseason. You know, I I feel like baseball isn't like as covered as much as basketball and football. But when y'all yep. clinch the postseason and y'all are in Chapel Hill, I feel like this whole fan base kind of um, got behind you guys. So what what was that experience like? That um, the regionals and then the SEC tournament, you you guys hadn't experienced that before. So what was that like? Yeah, yeah, that that was one of my my, my first time ever experiencing that um, SEC tournament. You know, it was it was wild seeing like all the SEC teams there at one time, and you know those are people you've been preparing for. You know, the whole all season and competing with throughout the season. And then now they put y'all all in one hotel, and it's just like let's play. And just seeing those familiar faces that you don't really see before, and interacting with them, um, and and just the the gameplay in the SEC tournament, all the intense, and you see all the scouts there, and just getting that vibe of what the SEC really is. And with the regional with the regional tournament, um, that was that was a big difference too, because now not only are you playing the good SEC teams, you're playing 
teams that won their conference and now they're playing SEC team. So you really want to see like how that matches up. Uh, I remember in the regional we played Liberty, we lost the first game, and that was kind of an eye opener how a small market, like a small team like that, could has good enough talent to beat anybody. But but I mean it was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So so what was your favorite moment at UT? You know, you, you talked about the postseason and uh, losing to Liberty, and then t- turning that around and giving your guys, um, giving yourselves a chance um, to go further. Kind of what was. Um, what was your favorite moment um, while playing in Tennessee? Uh, honestly, being in the regional championship against North Carolina. Because at, at that time, I was like, whether we win or lose, like this, for me personally, this is as far as we made it as a program. And I've been here when it was struggling and to see it where we got now. Like playing actually against an ACC team at, at North Carolina and just seeing – just seeing the vibe and the energy in the regional championship, it was just exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Dixieland Delight, you know that that is, is that the new tradition um, for you guys when when you win a road game? Is that the new thing? Uh, you're talking about the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, it, it actually not. We've always been doing it. Just okay. Just in the past, we haven't been able to to do it that much, but uh. But yeah, yeah. But we have put a little bit of uh, changes in it into the locker room, so it is, it does get a little bit rowdy when we win now. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, you know, I did listen to a video of you and Evan Russell singing that song. So, have you worked on um, maybe the pipe singing? Oh no, I have not. No, <laughs> yeah, it's just strictly baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I, I Justin. Probably- well that that's all we yeah. got um you know we appreciate you coming on wish you the best of luck um and we hope to do it again soon uh thank you thank you all right Glad have a good one man all right you too balls. And we are back. Great interview with Justin Ammons. Great job, Lyman. You always do it. You always kill it. I'm proud, of <laughs> proud of you. Proud of you. Like a father, dude. I'm I'm excited for baseball. I would be no father like Tracy Raby, but a father. Yeah, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, baseball. I'm I'm ready. Um, first off, it's gonna it's gonna make me watch more professional baseball, which I've already tried to start watching more. Yeah. Um, but it, if there's more balls in it. I'm definitely going to watch more of it. Like, I've never watched NBA Summer League in my life, but I watched it all summer. Um, oh, yeah, just because or, the – Not the all summer, but when it was on. I watched every minute I could. Uh, yeah. Because there's balls there's playing. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that's like I, – I try to watch, like, every um, Saints game. Yeah. The Saints are in the Panthers division. I don't even like the Saints, <laughs> but I, I watch every game because of AK. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you get – you get to know these guys, and then they go on and 
to their professional careers, you definitely want to keep up with them and, yeah. and keep tabs on them and see kind of what they're doing. So, yeah. 100%. And uh, so, but you were mainly talking about fall baseball. I am also excited for fall baseball and, and where that's going. And we just talked about we're trending upward after a great year. So, that's exciting um, to see that. Tony Coach V, baby. Tony V. Married to the game. He's a good-looking dude. He can marry whoever he wanted, but he married baseball. Yeah. So, um, college football recap. Well, you, first off, let's talk about Penn State. Did you see Maryland's entrance on Friday night? No. And they, like, had a massive, like, turtle shell that they ran out of. And it like, oh, pirate, yeah. yeah, pyrotechnic show and, like, then just got obliterated in their own stadium. 59 to nothing. Terrible. Wow. Terrible. Dude, is Penn State that good? I think Penn, dude, Penn State's offense is that good, I think. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, they haven't played anybody. Though. No, not really. Idaho, they played Buffalo, close, though. Pitt. Pitt was 17-10. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, I mean, so, I don't think anybody beats Ohio State in a Big Ten. This isn't college football, but um, every time I look up, the Bears are has a title for a loss or a sack. Oh, yeah. Every time I look up. It's ridiculous. The Bears. It's ridiculous. I'm glad I got that defense. I was like – Everybody was getting, like, tight ends, backup quarterbacks. I'm like, I'm getting the Bayos. I'm basically <laughs> just – I just basically just, gra- just drafted Cleo Mack. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, Arizona State and Cal. I know we kind of talked about this just because Cal was undefeated, number yeah. 15, and then goes and gets beat by Arizona State on a Friday yep. night. You're Max out. in the dark. <laughs> you're <laughs> out. I'm done with that. You were already hanging on for dear life. And yeah, I was like – I was like, dude, Cal might be that good. Yeah. No. No. You're lost, done. Lost you lost to Herm State. Edwards. You're out. Yeah. Uh, then we talked about kind of talked about that Clemson UNC game. So did you get to watch it? I did. What What was your take on the two point conversion? Did you like it? Did you not? I didn't. I think you had to go for it, I so. but I, I didn't like the play call. So was UNC like getting beat pretty much, and then just like so, that was their last ditch effort? I mean, the, they they played as good of a game as they could have. They were right. not the most talented team, right? Whatsoever. That, I, Yonder, my question is, is like. They, from the looks of it, you knew there was no way they could go to overtime and win it. Oh, yeah. They would okay. definitely get beaten overtime. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why For I asked. Because sure. I think it's, someone was like, what do you think about the calls? I, had, I was like, I didn't get to watch it. I saw it was like, a, what, a minute 11 left? Something like that? Yeah. I was like, that's a lot of time. They can go down and just kick a field goal to win it. So, that's my first knock, my first mark. Now, if I'm UNC, I know I'm less talented. If I feel like I've been outplaying them, I'll probably try to take that to overtime. If I don't feel like I'm, I'm outplaying them, then, yeah, I go for two and try to finish the game there. Yeah. So, it's just, you know. Depends. I didn't get to watch it, so I didn't have a good take on it. That's why I was curious. Yeah, I definitely think you had to go for it. But Sam Howell, he's not a he's not a dual threat, really. So I, I don't get the running the triple option down there on the goal line. I just don't get that whatsoever. Right. I feel like you, you do get him out of the pocket, but you look to throw the football. There should have there should have been some sort of option to pass. See, I'm a big that that's fair. I'm a big run run it in the short down situations because uh, I don't know. Against, I, against that defense, though, I you, think you can't I, run the football. I think I agree with you in terms of at least get them out of the pocket if they're going to throw it. Because my biggest thing about throwing it is, like, there's a lot of variables. Oh, yeah. Throw the football. So. Yeah, I, I definitely think you simplify it and put him on one side of the field and see if he can make it. And if it's not there, then you try to run it. Right. But at least give yourself a chance. Which I don't, I don't feel like in that scenario chance, it yeah. wasn't. Right. Because he would have had to break like three tackles to actually get in. Yeah. So. Um, but great, 
great effort from UNC. Right. Uh, let's see. We've got Bama and Ole Miss. I, I'm trying to see if Bama covered Vegas. I don't think they covered Vegas, but I had a friend that gave me Bama at 21, and I took him up on that offer. So Nice. Yeah, Bama at 21 against anybody, I'm probably taking Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least nowadays. Yeah. Not, you know, Dude, before Lane Kiffin got there. Devontae Smith had 11 receptions, 274 yards, and five touchdowns. That's so stupid. That's <laughs> so stupid. I'm trying to find this line. I can't find it. Because I don't know what it was. I like. mean, they're basically like you get on Madden and put it on rookie mode, and like yeah. any play that you put up there could be a touchdown. Right. Yeah, so Alabama at one point was a 34-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know if that's how it finished on Saturday. So they didn't cover the Vegas spread, but they did cover the spread I was given. So mm. if you give me 21 with Alabama, I'm taking that yep. every day. Um, Ohio State just absolutely demolished Nebraska. I mean, you knew it. You knew it. That was Why did college a game day go there? Is that where they were at? Yeah. Was it in Nebraska too, in Lincoln? Yeah. Oh, first off, why would you ever go to Lincoln? Second off, yeah, I agree. 100%. I don't. I just don't get the hype with Nebraska. Right. Have, have they beaten anybody? They lost to Colorado. They beat <laughs> Illinois by four, and Northern Illinois and Southern Alabama. Why is the mainstream media not talking about firing Scott Frost? Yeah, they're only talking about Pruitt. But he's a savior, dude. He is absolutely. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> uh, so, Mississippi State-Auburn game. So, I, I said it made me feel a little bit better about Mississippi State. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. It makes me feel a little bit better. I don't think their defense is that great. Yeah. I don't think their offense is that great. I think they're just like an average team. They have the, they're better than us, but. Yeah, they definitely are. But it's a winnable game. Right. Absolutely. If we improve. If we don't improve, no, it's not. Northwestern. I was like, who did Wisconsin play? I did not write that very clearly. It's terrible handwriting. Um, so Wisconsin. I mean, their running game is just filthy. It is just yeah. filthy. No one can. No one can stop it. No one in the Big Ten can stop it. No. I mean, I, I no think they'll get up front. They'll get beat by Ohio State. If they don't do a good job of controlling the game, Ohio State will, without a doubt. If they can control the game, they've got a really, really good shot. Control the game on the offensive side of the ball. Which I just really don't – I will never understand why – dude, I would put nine people in the box against Wisconsin. I'd make their quarterback be I'm in agreement, but I guess – And, and like especially Ohio State because they have like a SEC secondary. They have really good corners and DBs. Right, so they um, – you know, so they can play man coverage right. against a Wisconsin receiver. <laughs> also, like, who who wants to go to Nebraska and Wisconsin that are out of state? Uh, yeah, I do. I have no clue. Dude, Joe Flacco is elite. What, a, what an incredible bubble screen against half yard. Fake news. Oh, we would have definitely fumbled it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, what about Notre Dame? I I know we know they're like uh, first off. The fact that they hung hung with Georgia, I'm impressed with. Yeah. I'll be the first one to hate on Notre Dame. I will be the first one to do it. But here you go. I'm going to go out and say they're not – I'm not saying they're the real deal, but they're better than I thought they were. Oh, yeah. And not, I, mean, I mean, they're deserving of top 15. Yeah. 
But they're not going to be in. They're already out of the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. They're not making it in there, which is fair. That's not they shouldn't. Yeah. I'm just saying, I was pretty critical of them early on. Now I'm like, yeah, you know, they're looking better. Yeah. I don't know Virginia's nothing special. I don't know how they're number 18. That's incredible. Right. They have to drop out of the top 25 after this week. I know they got beat by a number 10 opponent, but they barely played. They barely beat Old Dominion. Yeah, they're not that great. No. Texas A&M and Arkansas. That was my favorite game this weekend so far. Yeah. Loved it. Dude. I loved watching Arkansas backup roll out there. It was a good game. Oh, so we were talking what were we talking about last night? Oh, the the three coaches who didn't play at the collegiate level that are power five head coaches. Yeah. I didn't get I think I got one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's I was so I was Tennessee had one of them at one point, by the way. But he's no longer in that category. But Yeah. No, wait, he did play collegiate football, didn't he? Did he? I thought that was like the, we had heard he did. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't even think. Mike Leach is one of them. Mike Leach is one of them. Because he was, yeah, we talked about this. I knew he was like in law school. Yeah, Cutcliffe and Chad Morris. That's it. Chad Morris looks like a football player. Yeah, so they were like, yeah, we have one in this game. And I was like, I was like, what is it? It's not Jimbo. Jimbo played. See, I was like, Chad Morris like looks like decent. At, he looked like he would have been decent at one point. Maybe he played in high school and just didn't play in college. Yeah, I mean that's certainly possible. I just yeah, yeah. He played college football at Ferris State University as a running back and wide receiver, according to Wikipedia. Butch Jones. Yeah, he probably he probably made the Wikipedia page himself, but yeah, you know, whatever. Hmm. Um, we're about to get into our segments. We got most important and. Fail of the week, but before we do that, Landon's got to tell us about some more of our friends. Yes, I do. So, guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go, you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they give they work up twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. of A., and since Blue Chew perfects prepares and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy right now you can get a special offer our listeners you can get your first shipment for free using the special promo code armchair just pay the five dollar shipping again that's blue like the color promo code armchair try it for free they're the better cheaper faster easier option guys go check them out go use them go use blue chew it's the way to go you need it (laughs) you definitely do (laughs) most important of the week most important. I don't know if I have one, to be honest. I have some fails. Oh, I do have one most important. I've... So, it's my main man. It's a Philly man. Philly. Okay, so speak it. So, the title of this article is A Philly Man. So, did you... I heard this story. I don't know if it's true. I heard this story that newspapers and news stations in Florida are now... Was it you telling me this? Yeah, so Raven was telling you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, they don't say a Florida man anymore. Nope. A state man. State man. That's funny. But anyways, a Philly man um, was 
saving babies from a burning building. Nice. <laughs> like, I, I guess. I don't know. It's like, like just like in his spare time? Or he just like did he like it once. Ran so, across a burning building and they're like, babies. okay. So it, it wasn't like he's just like openly going to like fires and yeah, like trying yeah. to save them. He's okay, not like okay. fire searching. Or okay. He's not like Superman or anything no, like that. No, no, no. And uh, he was explaining to the news cameras what happened. And he was, I guess they were like having to toss him out of a window. And mm-hmm. he was like, we was catching them unlike Aguilar. <laughs> Ooh. And just threw shade at him on, like off the, you know, off the cuff. Just, we was catching them unlike Aguilar. <laughs> Oof. Aguilar invited him to a game though as his guest so that's cool he, oh, okay. he took it he took it like a you know he took it as a good sport yeah interesting it was good I probably wouldn't have you not him seen that video me. I haven't I'll have to watch it when we get down here um, so my one is Mike Leach saying that his team is fat dumb happy and entitled <laughs> that's the most important I mean I just think that's funny that uh, is hilarious I 100% agree 100% agree also, like, I don't even think that man, like, he just, like, talks. Oh, yeah. He, he never answers, like, the exact question you're wanting. He just, like, well, you know, they're fat, dumb, and happy, and entitled. The whole interview was hilarious. I watched it. <laughs> it was great. Do you have any more? Uh, no more most important. No. So, I saw this today. A couple at the Bills game got married at halftime. Oh, that's awesome. Their first date was um, a Bills game in 2008. Jim Kelly actually gave away the bride, and Kyle Williams officiated the wedding. I'm impressed they were able. Like, how did they get Jim Kelly out there for that? How did they get like them to just do a ceremony at halftime? Was the band I'm not sure playing? To... <laughs> Let the band play. <laughs> yeah, I, that's strange to me. Who knows? Interesting. Any more most importance? Um, no, I do have a question. Okay. So you remember Thursday you had Derek Barnett, um, and the Eagles play the Packers. Yes. Um, Derek Barnett had the hit, the, the controversial hit on, um, Williams. Right. Oh, my alarm is going off. That does not sound good. You, you're going to check it out or you're just going to assume nobody's breaking in? <laughs> well, I'll read this thing first. Let's <laughs> um, say NFL fans one, wants him out of the league for that hit on Williams' thoughts. I'll let you answer that. While you're no, that's absolutely ridiculous. The He probably should have been ejected by NFL rule. Um, I mean, can't lower the crown of your helmet. and uh, Which I think he was trying to get him with his sh- – like, I don't think he was – for the safety reasons, I mean, I, I hope Derek Barnett wasn't trying to go for a hard, dirty hit or anything. It didn't look like it. Um, if he did, he you know, went by it innocently. Um, the running back does duck his head. Uh, the people who say like he was, he shouldn't have tried to make the tackle. That's just absurd. It's, it's football. The, they hadn't blown the whistle yet. The man hadn't hit the ground. He should have tried to make the tackle. It didn't look dirty. I hope it wasn't dirty. I don't understand how he wasn't ejected, but kicked out of the league. Okay. <laughs> Vontez Burfitt just tried to decapitate a man today, and he's been in the league for a while and does that every week. Yeah. So, that's absurd. Yeah, I mean, he did go over there and apologize, which I think you have to do. Yeah, no, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was not – it deserved a penalty. Yeah. I, Could he have been ejected? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, know, I don't understand how he wasn't. Right? I don't know. I don't know what the ruling is anymore. I have, I have no clue. Because if it's a Tennessee player, he... Ejected. Yeah, definitely ejected for 
Something. You remember the Alante Taylor hit last year? Yep. The quarterback was just like falling down. And he like went to tackle him, and their heads just like magically hit. Yeah, they're like out. I'm like, what? But yeah, that was like, that was like definitely helmet to helmet. helmet, to helmet. Darren Burnett's <laughs> head was down, love with the crown. I don't, I, I don't understand. But I don't think Derek Barnett is a dirty player. No, whatsoever. I mean, he had like how many instances of dirty plays he had? Yeah, I can't remember a single one. This one you could probably label as questionable. It just that to me in in slow motion, yeah, it looks dirty because it's in slow motion. But in real time, it looks fine. It, you know, it looks it looks nasty. It looks like a bad collision. Again, don't understand how he went ejected, but whatever. But yeah, no. To, but it it wasn't like like the play had stopped. Yeah, it wasn't like he was Cash Daniel twisting dude's ankle. In the no, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, fail of the week. Uh, fail of the week. I've got a few. Yeah. So, do you remember this one from last year? Happy first day of fall, Vols. And this is the picture that UT Knoxville. Yeah, it's all. It they did it again. Penis. They did it again. Two years in a row. I like it. Good. <laughs> I mean, it's dumb on their part because I don't think they're trying to do it. But no, if they are not. trying to do it, it's hilarious. It's the way they crop. Like it's the way Twitter crops the picture. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like. Let us post the full picture. Well, when you click on it, it pulls up the full picture. Right, but yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Facebook does it. That's a Facebook's penis. Facebook's outdated. That's a penis. That is a penis. <laughs> um, so my next one is this guy. He was like, he stopped for gas, only had $1.60 in uh, $1. change. Um, so he's asking people outside um, the store if they had a little change to help him get gas. They said, and yep. LeBron James paid for $20 in gas. Holy shit, we met LeBron James on accident. You did not meet LeBron James. It was Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Do you think Kendrick Perkins was like, yeah, I'm LeBron James? Because I feel like he did. I feel like he's like, yeah, my name's LeBron. LeBron James, you probably heard of me. They're like, LeBron. He's like, yeah, sure. That's me. Like, did you just see, like, a tall black guy and be like, oh, that's definitely LeBron James? I sometimes do that just in case it one day maybe it will be LeBron James. Like, I'm like <laughs> LeBron. Oh, okay, never mind. Maybe one day, though. But you don't take a picture with him saying it is LeBron. No, no. I just <laughs> yell that in hopes, like, they're like, LeBron. Oh, that ain't LeBron. Okay, moving on. And maybe one day LeBron James will turn Because he's the only guy in the world that has the name LeBron, right? <laughs> Surely. <laughs> it's a... Uh... No, not the... The little weed baby from yeah, what is, where the Millers. Yeah. LeBron. Oh, a little French filler. <laughs> That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Um, my next fail is head coach Chim, Chim, Tim Chavis tweeted, all caps, just got fired from SAU University today at 4.09 p.m. How does he know the exact... Like he didn't even round up to 4.10, 4.15. He knows it was 4.09. So I'm fired. 4.09. 4.09. Yeah. Okay. Because my AD, George Williams, athletic director, we know what AD is, didn't want to take her. Unless his name's athletic director. <laughs> like his parents were like, we know what he wants him to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't want to you take can only be this one thing in life. Right. Didn't want to take responsibility for him not doing his AD duties. But they, duties. But they needed an escape, an escape goat. Because his, and then it's some Facebook link. I clicked on the Facebook link. It was gone. I couldn't find any, like, articles about it. Because there were articles that people wrote about it. 
any articles that had the full Facebook rant. That would have been a, I'll bet that was a glorious rant. Oh yeah. A scapegoat. The goat. The escape goat. That's incredible. That's awesome. 4.09 p.m. Exactly. My AD, George Williams Athletic Director. <laughs> There's so much gold in, what is it, 280 characters? Oh, so yeah. much gold in 280 AD 280 Athletic Director. You can't make it up. Gotta love it. Um, my next one is the NCAA. They banned Georgia Tech from being um, in the 2020 NCAA tournament. After their violations, is this uh, a fail on Georgia Tech or on NCAA? I mean, it, it could be both. It's, it's definitely a fail on Georgia Tech for getting in that situation, but it's a fail on the NCAA because that literally does nothing. No, because they're not going to make it to the tournament anyway. Who is he arguing with? Why is he arguing? They just won. Oh, Fournette was arguing. With Did it not look like it? Yeah, it looks like somebody's holding him back. It's weird. They've got some. Jacksonville has some problems. Hey, I like Josh Dobbs in that number one jersey, though. Oh, I haven't. I forgot he was playing for him. <coughs> I like that. I like that. I would like that. I want to get a Josh Lambeau jersey <laughs> so bad. What celebration is that? Yeah. Gardner Minshew, Minshew, baby. Did you see um, Clemson's graphic? No, I didn't. For the North Carolina game? It looks like a fourth grader made it. Like what? Why are the sheep face, facing the tigers? <laughs> like, wouldn't the sheep be running away? Also, what is this right here? <laughs> that one's getting bit by a tiger like, <laughs> currently. I was like, what? Who would post that? Yeah, that's like you have a that's good football program. I could see if like. And why are the tigers shepherds? Shepherds are supposed to protect the herd, not kill them. Yeah, they're supposed to protect the sheep. It makes no that makes no sense. Yeah, I was like, you can use that at first. It says lead the way, like yeah, like the tigers are gonna take the sheep. Are they to yeah, winning? They so, almost did. Yeah, <laughs> you can use know. that for stupidity. You can overlap that. Fail yeah. on the graphic part. Stupidity for the words in it making zero sense. Yep. What about Woody Page? Like in our oh, that was cool, man. Friend of the pod. We're gonna get him on. Yeah, he said he's gonna come on. Wink, wink. Made a made a error, but hey, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I got one more fail. It's Lester, I don't know how to say his name, Quinones from Memphis basketball. Okay. Uh, so they did their, you know, one fly, we all fly dunk, yeah. which I don't know if he understands that, that that was a Tennessee. I don't think it's Memphis. Did they understand that was a Tennessee thing? Well, like all of them are freshmen, so they probably have no clue. Like, they did it and they were like, they were acting like Tennessee fans. They were like, you all didn't originate it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. They're like, everyone in the country is doing it because of us. We started <laughs> Because of the Tennessee basketball players. <sighs> Um, but anyways, so Grant Williams saw it and tweeted, "Energy is there, and I love and I love it." But come on, guys, jumps have to be better. My God, jumped after James dunked. Little bros always got room for improvement, and I'm glad they're using our hand me downs. Lester dude tweeted and said, "Jump during dunk noted." But let's talk about something more important that drastically needs improvement. Grant Williams jump shot. Grant Williams is in the NBA. He uh, his jump shot looked fine against Memphis. Yeah, and it looked fine those two years he won SEC Player of the that, Year. That was too. my next point. So, yeah. um, you know, if you're gonna come with the king, you best not miss. And you missed. Yeah. I don't want to. I I get like shoot your shot, but like don't just like be, be better than that. Don't send up a prayer. Be better than that. Yeah, that was bad. Grant Williams jump shot needs work. 
I mean, yeah, maybe if he wants to go from shooting 58% to 60%. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh. That's all I got. Poor Memphis guys. That's all I got, too. Oh, um, Mo- uh, Perry Ellis to complete his degree um, and then join the staff at Kansas. So, the dude who was there for eight years did yeah, not finish his to... degree. He was there forever. I was like, good Lord. How did you not finish your degree? What he's were you 50. doing? Yeah, he's like literally 50 right. years old. Yeah, who knows? Gotta love it. Guys, thank you all for listening. Um, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, armchairmedianetwork.com, as well as several articles on armchairmedianetwork.com from our team of writers. They're doing a great job this football season. They'll continue into basketball, baseball, and next summer, they'll be there. Another thing about this week, we're going to do our next episode on Tuesday night. Our buddy Brody is coming home from, uh, he's, uh, I guess he's just technically coming home from base, but. He was Station. serving our country. So yeah. he's coming home on Wednesday. Um, so we're going to probably, we're going to go see him at some point. We're, we're we'll probably going to record like a heartfelt video, right? Of him coming home. Can we do something like that? Can we make it like a. Yeah, I mean, we can. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do, but we can. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to go, um, you know, I, I don't know what time he gets home or anything, but. And they live all the way out in Teleco, so we're gonna probably have to drive to Teleco. So pray for us; that'll suck. But yeah, um, no, we'll see. I don't know. So, or maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll be here on Tuesday. You said he's gonna kiss me on the mouth, so I don't know if that. So Landon's probably not gonna see him on Wednesday. Yeah, no, I'm not going. It's pretty weird. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure you check us out Tuesday this week. Tuesday. Tuesday. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.